La, 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 la. All right, we're going. La, 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 we're live. Says Not live yet. La, well, la, la, the music la, is playing. La, we're, we're, we're on. You're on. I'm on. <laughs> but I'm always turned on. I, I love DJ Skrillex. Love him. I like this. I like this. Wonderfully. Hey everybody, you're listening to John Seth's World, and I'm here in Sean's mother's basement uh, with Sean himself, the star of the show. I am Sean, aka King David, <laughs> aka Cowboy Sean. I got. I, I generally, AKA, like people said to me like they'll ask me who the co-host is, and I'll say it's Dante and. Uh, Camboy Sean. So, like, I that that's what I call you, by the way. Is I, I think it's a better that that name. that's that's fine. I don't. I'm not too particular about names and things. <clears throat> I've heard that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're here, so this is this is good. Yeah, your mom's house is nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why of, that's why a lot, of, wanna... a lot of dildos hanging from like every corner of the. Oh well, you mean the house or the basement? My basement, my basement, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, like well, that's uh, why I never want to leave it. You know. Yeah. This has been the week of censorship. You, you've been watching this shit. Yeah. Uh, Holy fuck! It's being talked about a lot. It's it's uh, it's definitely. I mean, it's a hot topic issue, but it's it's uh, it seems really important. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, mean at okay, least it's so, important. So, it's important to us, and so I, it, I can articulate why it's important, important to, to, to as well. You want to you want to talk a little bit? Like, why don't you give the the sort of rundown of what occurred? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most people have heard, but the whole Alex Jones thing is is what kind of happened. Um. Uh, there was it seems to be a unilateral decision by companies like you know YouTube and Google, Facebook, what is it else? Uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, maybe a couple others that just pulled all of his content off their platform. So that what are the claims? Why why do they do that? Um, I think it was claims of like I I, I don't know if like I didn't read their specific statements. I think, I think like most of it's like but hate speech. It's hate speech is yeah. usually how the stuff is framed. It's usually from what I've seen from these arguments, it's that. The reasons are hate speech and or inciting violence. Um, and I don't know. I don't think they actually point to like it wasn't as if he just came out with a brand new video right. that said something. It was like it was more of a build up to to this thing. Dude, the violence happening. inciting is like very interesting to me. Like what I think that there's this, this proclivity uh, among people to look at this stuff and say like, well, yeah, like, for example, um, I think the inciting violence is that they're saying that he claimed that the uh, Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax. Mm hmm. And as a result, the parents of the Sandy Hook uh, shooting are now getting harassed. Well, they've been getting harassed for, for a number of years now because the Sandy Hook shooting happened some years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing that I'm like baffled by, though, is like when when did it become someone's responsibility to control someone else's behavior? Mm -hmm. Like if, if people are harassing these people, then like go after them. Right. It's not it can't be the fault of the person saying certain things. And then like their audience just happens. Uh, unless to be... he's like commanding his audience to go harass these people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't think that that's I don't think that's fair game. Like, if I say something and like it causes like riots in the streets, if I didn't incite the riot, it's not my fault. Like the people that are rioting need to be like held to account. Not me. Right. You're I don't right. think I'm not a lawyer, so I don't well, I don't know for sure. But well, like, I, that I, seems reasonable. I, I think it's fucked up. I don't I don't think you're I don't think you can be held accountable for what your audience or what somebody listening to what you have to say does. Um, with um, I mean, if you're not directly telling them to do anything. Well, the right? other thing that blows my mind is that like people are using this as. Um, you know, the, they're they're like people are, are seem to be okay 
with the idea that like that his speech is banned. Well, a lot of people are. Yeah. But because it's I mean, it's a it's a guy who a lot of people are going to just happen to agree. Oh, yeah, this guy shouldn't. This guy should be off of those platforms. Or you make the argument. I mean, like, there, there's a few ways to, to, to get into this, right? Like, you could make the argument that these these are private companies and they're or they're companies and they're 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 allowed to discriminate who's on their platform. I, I'm or baffled. Who's not. I'm baffled by that argument for which or, which or, for which you a lot of you, you hit on a few really interesting well, points. One about of that one of the big ones, by the way, is this. Like a couple months ago, the mm-hmm. liberal liberal uh, liberals generally were up in arms about a cake shop that refused to make a cake for some gay people. Mm. All right. And the, the thing with the cake shop is that you can go to one cake shop or you can go to another cake shop. So if, like, one cake shop doesn't, like, make you a cake, you can go down the road to another cake shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's it's a, it's a pretty difficult, it's a fungible commodity, if you will. There's a lot of cake shops. I don't know. Maybe they loved the cake of that place. Um, my guess is that they were just trying to make a political statement. But, like, th- you know, that that that's one of the, like, the idea that um, a business can discriminate against an individual was so abhorrent to liberals that they took it to the Supreme Court. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Supreme Court side with with the cake makers, although uh, on like very narrow grounds, it was close. No, it was it was narrow grounds like they 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 scoped it down so that it really only applies to this case. Like they said that in this case, the cake makers could have not not that they could have uh, done it, but that the like the punishment that they received wasn't just because the board of like Oregon or whatever, whatever state it was had basically cited like religious intolerance. Like they were, they were saying like, we hate like these, these Christians and these cake peddlers, you know, it was like very like problematic. So they said that like, had that not been in the language, it may have been okay to like force these, uh, force this, this cake maker to uh, make these cakes. Well, here we have YouTube discriminating on, on what appears to be ideological grounds, mm-hmm. targeting an individual. And now the liberals, uh, like the liberal wing of uh, sort of the onlookers, are looking at it and saying, "Like, well, that's fine." Yeah, and and I mean, it's 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 very well that that relating it, taking it that way and relating it to the Kate case is very hypocritical. It seems so. Then but so then it, there's the other but, side, and and then the question is like, do conservatives have an argument because like they were they were the ones standing for the cake maker, right? Mm-hmm. The cake maker can discriminate. And I think that the distinction is that, like, YouTube is a goddamn monopoly, mm-hmm. right? YouTube, Facebook, like, where, I mean, like, where do you go as an alternative to YouTube? Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. Like, you, 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 they would, like, <laughs> are the liberals or the people, like, for this type of thing going to say, well, why don't you just go and, and build another YouTube or get on another YouTube? And the reality is, like, you, 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 there isn't one it, that right. doesn't exist and that may be almost impossible to do right where like where else is he gonna go like like youtube as far as we know may may not even really be profitable and if it is it's probably only because it is at a large enough scale now and backed by google to where it can be and well also google like here's the other thing google's google's ads are google's so like youtube sells ads and it's all google advertising it's programmatic google advertising Mm -hmm. and uh that's that's good and well but like, if I were to start a company that did this, I don't have the ad platform already set up that allows me to sell these ads. So I would have to sell Google's ads on my site, for which Google would get like fifty percent of my profits. Mm-hmm. Um, for which I would receive, you know, I would have to be twice as profitable as YouTube, basically, in order to uh, in order to run like have a chance at competing, mm. um, which would be nearly impossible. So like, maybe you know, I've been thinking about this. Like, there's a possibility that free content is anti-competitive. Free content is anti-competitive. Yeah. 
walk me through that? Well, okay, so like it, there's 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 a lot of like anti-competitive rules and laws, and again, this is like for a lawyer, so this is just my like sort of like farts. But there's like anti-competitiveness uh, in in grocery stores, for example, means that you cannot sell things at like this reduced cost that puts your like your competitors down the road out of business. All right, um, you can't sell tomatoes for like seventy-five cents when you get them at you know a dollar a piece. But well, okay, so, but I mean. I- that's inter- just that alone is interesting. Like, how how do you, like you you how do you how does somebody prosecute that? Because like, how like you'd have to like open up and understand like what the business's financials to know that they are actually undercutting the competition. Well, that's the thing you'd have to and, sue. Like, and, as one of their competitors would have to come in and like you know withstanding uh, take them to court. Or I suppose there could be some sort of like uh, you call the attorney general of the state or something like that, and they can open an investigation and look. But like because because well that's also kind of interesting because like what if what if you had like a what if you operated like a little convenience store and you were like very were okay with selling like I don't know chapstick at like a lower cost well I don't know that it's like you you might be able to sell one product at a lower cost but I, I don't know what the rules are there but generally those but there's are called, generally a rule for that yeah they're, they're called loss leaders okay. uh, in a store where like you you know someone comes in and you're selling things at like a price that is like much lower than uh, what you you bought it for like the goal is to get people into your store. Okay. There might be exceptions for like loss leaders. Well, there's always like a. I mean, it's always an enforcement. But what do you do? Uber. When, and this is my yeah. this is my frustration. Like Uber, Uber uh, is losing money consistently, and they do it every quarter. And every quarter they continue to sell these uh, taxi rides at a price that is something like you know forty percent too low, right. in order for them to make profit. And I look at that and I say I don't know what the difference between that and like you know discounting your whole grocery store is. Right. <laughs> well, it's interesting there because the person that they're actually undercutting. The normal competition would be taxis, right? Yeah, but taxis are heavily regulated and part of the government. I don't know, like okay, right. If you undercut the government, I mean, well, I, I, I don't think you're. But you're but then again, taxis like, are a private business. It's taxis just they is have a private to, business. They're, they're regulated. It's, it's actually like, like public company. Like that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. Um. So like, there's there's taxi. Uh, Uber's doing that to them. So that really bothers me. But then like, you have this other thing with like content where they're like, we've we've lived in a world now where content is free, mm-hmm. and that's cute. It's good. Um. Except that it it has caused these giant monopolies to exist and monopolies that may or may not make money right and by the way like i I, the thing that's more disturbing to me is the fact that youtube facebook and all of these spotify platforms seemed to have conspired together to get rid of him on the same day same hour right and that seems to me to be collusive more than anything they are selling the same product all of these companies fund their uh products through advertising Mm-hmm. Facebook has their own ad platform. It competes with Google's ad platform. And uh, these are the platforms that Facebook uses to show on its videos and YouTube uses to show on its videos. So it seems like there is not an, uh, there's not really a simple way um, to justify the collusion. They are companies that compete with one another for like the same space. Content, you know, like content's another thing. Like they, they, they basically removed all of the resources for content uh, that he would have generally you know, used in order to get stuff out. So the other thing that really bothers me is that free speech now seems to have moved from sort of the paradigm of like government making laws to enforcement through like a corporation, which, you know, generally I don't like to make the distinction between like government and corporation and stuff. It sounds very conspiratorial, but I do see that like there is a it, there is a weird inflection point here where government sort of abandoned the need to make regulations about a lot of speech, which I think is really good. And then all of a sudden corporations took up the mantle and I see Facebook and I see Twitter and I see uh, YouTube sort of being these behemoth platforms that allow everybody to get their message out, but also then regulate the speech on the platforms. 
Right. Because because before that time, you like freedom of speech was something you had. It's just you didn't have like the internet to 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 say it on. Right. I mean, and you still kind of do, but you just the platforms that you would normally want to speak on that that are where everybody's is at is controlled by these companies which are limiting that. Well, there's a lot of other questions too, though. Like like YouTube gives you these subscribers. You know, they encourage people to subscribe to your channel. Are those your subscribers or are they YouTube's? You've brought that up. That, yeah, that, that's really interesting because like because to me, I think they're yours. Right. I don't think they're YouTube subscribers. Well, and if they are YouTube subscribers, then doesn't doesn't that open up a huge liability for that? That opens up it, a huge it seems, it for seems like a, because it seems like a big problem if you can, in fact, if YouTube can uh, delete your entire business. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems a little to me like if a if if you owned a cake shop in a mall and you had a bunch of people walking in and the mall was like, well, that's our traffic, not your traffic. Right. right. And I don't think it is. I think the, the people that come in and patronize your store, I think YouTube is a lot more like a, a mall than it is like a, a, a you know, a giant um, a content platform. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think you get to set up shop. It's a content shop and people get to walk in and people get to subscribe and they're your subscribers. I don't think that they are YouTube's. I don't think there's a good excuse for that, even if it's in their TOS. Right. Right, I'm trying to like I'm trying to analogize like and think about the mall example because that is that is a pretty good example. I think so. It's just hard to like when you when you are when you build up um like when you build up a subscriber list like would you would you think maybe you could sue YouTube for like like what is the ownership rights of that subscribe right. of of those? Yeah, people? I don't know. I don't know. That's that's. I think that you probably could. I think there's real damages done to Alex Jones. Um, here's here's the other thing. Like, I I think content's sacred. I don't care if it's made by neo Nazis or if it's made by like you know angels. Mm-hmm. It's it is sacred. Content is fucking sacred, and it's a really big, very scary problem to me to have uh, content uh, people control like concern trolling. On, on my behalf to ensure that I am not injured mm-hmm. by somebody else's content. What happened to, like, the responsibility of the person to just not watch it? You don't have to watch Alex Jones. Right. The other thing, too, is that, you know, w- with Alex Jones, like, you have this very, like, we- <laughs> very entertaining guy who says a lot of shit. Um, like, I think I, I think the Ben Shapiro quote was, like... InfoWars is like a garbage human, which I think is hilarious. Right. Well, he's a garbage (laughs) human and it's a dumpster fire of content. Like Alex Jones will talk to a lot of different people and he'll say a bunch of ridiculous shit and he's entertaining when he does it. He's memed a lot. I think people that like find him interesting like us don't take anything that he would say that seriously. Um, But the thing is, is that once you start censoring a guy like that, now you open up, well, what's next? Right. Because now who else... And it seems to be on the right, or somebody that would be that would fit into the model of being on the right versus the left. Who else now kind of fits the model of oh, they're inside, they're 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 saying hate speech. Sure. And here's the other thing: I I, I have a big problem with this because uh, how would you generally defend it? So we see media sometimes like do these reports of like a Jordan Peterson type character. Uh, the New York Times is a great example where they said that he was enforced enforced monogamy was something that he believed he should be promoted. Mm-hmm. And you know, like first of all, what the fuck is that? Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what enforced monogamy was yet. I heard everyone repeating that he was into enforced monogamy mm-hmm. and everyone seemed to think that the idea of enforced monogamy was like you would give women to men to marry, which is just stupid. There's no way that Jordan Peterson said that yet. I see that lie per- like persist all the time. He's he's thoroughly explained himself at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he you know, he he describes what it is um, that he meant, which is what I kind of thought he meant. And and it's just that there was like you need a, a social sort of uh, a, a social proclivity toward a bent toward 
um, you know, single families, you know, single, you know, man, woman relationships mm -hmm. in order to in order to, you know, uh, avoid violence and stuff like that, which maybe maybe a, a really dumb statement, but like I think it's worth at well, least uh, the d debate on its merits. Well, he 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 got into discussing a very complex idea, right? And how it was represented, what that term meant, and how in his relation to that term was summed up in like a headline that was very disingenuous from anything that he actually said about right. it, right? And that seems to be happening very often well, well, with a lot of these. How do you know that Jordan Peterson didn't say that? What's your best? What's your best clue that he didn't say those things? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you mean like watching a lot? I mean, it's more of an inference of like how he explains things and watching his content. Okay. Like so, if, if he so brought up happened? something like enforced monogamy and actually said those words, you can say he says a lot of things, and you have to really examine the context to understand the context sure. of what those things are. So here's what scares me: is that when you delete someone's content, like their YouTube videos, you you remove the evidentiary. Uh, the 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 evidentiary ability for them to exonerate themselves. Okay. So if Jordan Peterson, all he had were these like these accusations that that hung out there about his like desire to allow for force enforced monogamy and the explanation that enforced monogamy was in fact uh, giving women to men at the point of a gun. If that were actually the claim, which it seems to be all you know written all over the internet that that's what he said, even though we know he didn't. What would people think of him if all of his videos were removed and he could no longer prove that he didn't say it mm. or that or, or you listen and you say, like, that's not the type of thing that he would say. What happens? Mm. He now said it. Right. It's, it's now his to own. So, like, a lot of these guys are bending on the fact that, like, you know, nobody will ever take their content down, but they will get their content removed eventually. Mm. I think that Stefan Molyneux, uh, Lauren Southern are next. And then I think Steven Crowder. You think those are the ones that are going to probably... Yeah, I think almost certainly. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it seems that YouTube's algorithm... The other thing, too, is it, were they taking down InfoWars or were they taking down Alex Jones? Because uh, the H3 podcast, you know, the, um, the they're like a husband and wife. They're, yeah, I, they, love, I love those two. They're yeah, good. they do some good interviews. Um, they they just started... They had a live stream, but they started talking about Alex Jones yeah. or something or just... And they got taken down. Yeah. Like... Within a few, within like ten minutes of starting their live broadcast and yeah. talking about the Alex Jones thing, and then I think YouTube like he tweeted out about it. YouTube responded, said it was a mistake, but like they're they're sure. looking, but the out, but like YouTube's platform is now looking for that and trying to remove any. Someone should call of the it. Alex Jones update because like the, yeah. like the, the idea that like this is like okay is so wrong. Content sacred. If you yeah. start messing with it, that's the end of everything. That is like that is the final thread to unravel everything. What so? Like, how does that play out? I I don't know. Like, but and like, like, is it is, is, at, is it is is this is is this is this like to take the other side? Is is this as bad as it seems in terms of censorship, possibly. or is this just? Like, mean, here's the thing. Like, you don't know where it goes, right? It could be that we end up in a society that these uh, like, okay, so so these like liberals and intersectionalists alike, which I, I you know leftists generally are saying that like we need a kinder, more you know whatever society. We need to care about like particularly transgender issues, all this stuff. And maybe they're right. I, I don't think they are the way that they articulate it. I do think that like there is a lot of merit to the arguments that they are just promoting, sort of like a socialist, communistic framework. Um, from which they would like to do things like control language. I think that that's a perfectly reasonable criticism. But let's say they're right. And in order to like, you know, th to me, this has the smackings of, I think it was Stalin who was quoted as saying that in order to, it might have, it probably wasn't Stalin, but like in order to uh, make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs. 
<laughs> okay. I don't know if that was Stalin, but that's like a very that's a very common saying. It right? is. No, I think I think that I think the saying like originates from like a cookbook in like the nineteenth century. But like right. I, I I think it's often attributed there. And uh and I think there's like a George or a George Orwell response uh that's like then where are the where are the omelets? Mm. You know? Because um, it's true though. Like, where where are the fucking omelets? Like, th- this ideology has a long history of, uh, of of basically saying like, you know, well, in order to make this utopia, what we need to do is we need to move people into, um, in you know, we need to move move toxic people out of the landscape of the discussion. And you know, in Russia, they did that by putting them in gulags. Mm. Um, incidentally, that like millions of people died as a result. Right. Right. So like that, yeah, it was it was it was absolutely terrible. I mean, it was and it was China did something and similar. The, and the like, discrimination was was done in ways that are that are uh, like, like, oh, there's farmers like, that are making a lot of that are right. that, that are running profitable. Farms. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, the bad yeah, guys. A, that's true. I mean, like that, that that is what happened. Like they painted they deleted the, the farms and starved an entire so, population. Right. Well, yeah. but but you had hordes of people finding farmers who seemed like they were doing well that were part of that group that were being the men were murdered the women were raped the farms were taken and ransacked and what's scary about this stuff is like you know you 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 like like think of any any of this content like a jordan peterson video and this this happened with that that kathy newman debate yeah everybody that watched that video was like yeah she's unreasonable and he he's making a lot of sense and he is very reasonable but that what happened with that video and Jordan Peterson, like how he's presented throughout other media, yeah, is a one-liner of this guy is affiliated with the alt-right, yeah, and everybody would just believe that because the major, like a lot of people that would actually like pay attention to what is being said, I think would come to a reasonable like right. agreement that this is not this. There's nothing necessarily bad here. Well, but, and like I said, I don't but, really, but, 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 I don't want to believe in conspiracies. But there's, a, but there's a but there's a lot of people who are not going to interpret it that way so when you start labeling things as hate speech and then you say well lauren southern is hate speech Stephen molyneux is hate speech and there's plenty of articles from like vox on that from sam harris hate speech right i mean how it's very easy now to just label Joe somebody Rogan as hate, hate speech, speech and have that person removed from whatever that system is well I, I wouldn't like yeah i think that there are a lot of very scary problems that arise from this i don't i don't know how youtube is going to go about um you know, maybe it's just Alec Jones. Maybe they just hated him, right? Mm-hmm. But how then do you go about like uh, enforcing um, that sort of like? Th- th- how do you go about like f- the future? Um, you know, removal of content or finding people that like you don't like on these networks. What do you do about that? Because like, is it it like it could be a tacit endorsement to not remove people, mm-hmm. right? There's people that are far worse than Alex Jones that are making content every day. They just don't have as big of a reach. Right. So there's like a, a reach to like uh, evil quotient or something like that. Right. Like, you know, it, it's just to me, content well, is fucking sacred. You touch it. You like the, your society goes away. It really does. And it's, again, it's that important to like, like you view it as something that is that important to uh I think it's fundamental to the Western world. I, I think that, like, maybe we don't want a Western world anymore. Maybe maybe what we want is restrictions. I don't know. Um, I also have, like, a weird issue with a lot of this because, like, the intersectional debate centers around, like, uh, sort of spheres of power, mm. right? And it, it, it tries to say, you know, things like uh, you can't you can't be a racist if you're black because, black, like, racism is a power um, is, is, is a power issue, right? Um, you, you can't be racist if you have no power. It, 
a lot of these progressive arguments is that having the power um in any given situation is, is what makes people right it, it's it's less about like the individual acts and more about like who the power dynamics of like minority to majority right. groups or whatever and you have this notion of like in in the bible it says uh the meek shall inherit the earth right mm-hmm. and you have this notion of meekness which is like in in the, if you look at the greek what it means really simply is that you have like you have power but you wield it uh in in the correct way so you like um you know you you don't you don't you're a king it, you don't just like oppress your people but you could you could do that it's rather you take the temptation to do something like that and you you put it into productivity and and making sure that you're a benevolent dictator or you know whatever the hell it is and mm-hmm. and like there are things in our lives around which we have benevolent dictatorship of of and uh and and so like of those things what you ought to be doing is you know exercising meekness youtube did not exercise meekness here right mm-hmm. instead they used their big stick they deleted all of his stuff and to me i look at that and and like it really throws a wrench in the gear of the power dynamic because it seems to me that the reason uh, that that what no one has really accounted for before is that uh is that the left or those who are like ideologically on the left or end of the spectrum they have the power of the content delivery services mm. so like a huge amount of the power to define what is correct culturally what can and cannot be discussed is in their hands. Mm, right. So that kind of, thro- I think that throws a wrench in the gear of the intersectional arguments. Because they have the power. They actually do have the power. Right. Well, isn't that kind of like, it, it, if they had their, if they started having their way more and more with ridding their platforms of oppositional thought or anybody that they didn't like, like, wouldn't the people, like, would it, wouldn't that kind of take a turn of like... We shall see, because like the, if they actually have this... If they have the sword and they just have been choosing not to use it, mm-hmm. and for some reason they have decided that now is the time to use the sword of like content censorship, mm-hmm. um, maybe again, maybe that's better. I bet it's not. I right. bet it's not. Yeah. There's also the extension of this of other services that people utilize that have the ability to discriminate against you. So like, like Uber just said, Uber just made a statement that like uh, drivers are allowed to not drive white supremacists. And I think this is anticipation because I think there's like a, you know, there's one of those, uh, like the Unite the Right, the Charlottesville things coming up again that happened last year. But like, and then, then I then I found something else about an Airbnb uh, guest um, that violated Google's terms of service. Right. And they actually like, they actually oh, did violate too, yeah. it. But th- the way that they were, cut off from airbnb permanently it was done in a way where they didn't know like they yeah. weren't notified of it yeah they, they weren't they weren't told what they did they had to like uncover what they, they had to themselves. they had to like dissect all of all of the things that they had done to figure out like what they did to get removed and right. what it turns out is what happened is that they weren't they had a bad they had a host where they had a bad thing the host like waited until the, like the last end of like the review period to leave a bad or like a fairly negative review of, right. of them so all they, the only option they had to respond to that was to go outside of Airbnb and leave it on the Google. And, and Airbnb has a TOS agreement that they that you are not allowed to leave off-site reviews. Right. Of, of yeah. But the thing is, is that now, but they're without any knowledge or anything else, they're cut off completely from from Airbnb. Now that may not be that big of a deal, but like for him, but like what what if you live in a world where you're really reliant on so you you, you as like in your business or in your travels you become very reliant on these services right. and they're able to like heavily discriminate against you without like any repercussion right um 
like what what happens if you start tweeting out about like you know uh i i i i i'm i'm against abortion and a bunch of uber drivers in new york are able to like get notified of your political leanings or that that just that specific thought and discriminate against you when it comes to driving you. Well, also now, like, that sounds a little extreme, but like that seems to be white, what, what, what whether you're what, a white supremacist or not. I mean, like I, I can I can look at somebody and tell you whether they're a white supremacist. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on that. But as I'm watching, like people get labeled alt right that just clearly are not white supremacists. Well, that's right. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, well, if you can't even define as a group who these white supremacists are accurately, then all you're doing is, is you're now discriminating on an uh, ideological basis, mm-hmm. which is a huge, weird problem because you're not allowed to discriminate for all these other reasons, mm-hmm. but you can, you can discriminate based on ideology. So, like, why can't Uber drivers say that I won't drive a conservative? Mm-hmm. Right? Why can't Lyft drivers say that I won't drive a liberal? So you're going to have, like, the consu- conservative uh, driving and the liberal driving-like app? Right. But it, but it always it always seems to go in one in one way in these cases because like these platforms, like you said, just happen to be left leaning. Take their fucking money. Like if a, if a white supremacist wants to spend money in your Uber, take it. Right. He he now has less money to spend elsewhere. Well, right. But it's it, it goes into how do you how do you how do you know? And it seems that like the late the, like it's so it, it's bad to just label people who have a more conservative thought as Nazis, which a lot of these people are it's, doing. It's awful. You see it all the time. You're oh you're a Nazi. Oh you're 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 a white oh, supremacist. Okay. You, you believe you believe that like you like Trump. You're a Nazi. Right. Like what the fuck? Where did this discourse come from? Right. It's 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 too extreme. And without Nazis irony, very by the way, without without any irony about it, they just yeah. say it like it's definitely true. Right. And if you say it, and the platform decides that this person that's being called the Nazi, they just are like, "Oh, well, we don't allow Nazis, so it must be a Nazi." Like everybody just, it just ends up, "Well, that that person must be a Nazi," and it's never thought of again. Like, and that person's off. Like, how do you? But I mean, so going. I mean, like we're. I mean, we're talking more about like the the content here. Um, the other thing too that happened was uh, was Gab AI had a had a thing. I saw that. Yeah, they, they like Azure Azure uh, Microsoft Azure basically said. That they needed to remove some posts, or they were going to delete their they, Azure access. Right. They said that they uh, they they labeled some posts as the phishing attempts, um, but there but that wasn't really the case. That was just what they were labeling it as. And it turns out that like they, I guess I I'm not, I don't even remember. Gabby is just like they were a full on like white network, white right? supremacist tweets, right? They were like, well, they were very they were, they were very anti Jewish. They were anti Semitic. Uh, tweets like they or full on too. They, they, like they, they were, were very, they definitely were yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know where this comes from. Where you like engage people, you, like you refuse to engage people mm-hmm. on the merits of their argument. If someone is a white supremacist, fucking talk to them. Well, that's but that's that's right. Like let these ideas out there. Let them, out. them like engage the ideas. If you really think they're bad ideas, which they are, then like you you can make a case to people why they're bad. We shouldn't like isolate people with bad ideas what you do is you you bring you bring their ideas into the light and like if there's other people dabbling in it you explain why it's bad Mm because it's really a simple mechanism like people don't want to be wrong Mm -hmm. they really don't people like being told when they're wrong um they don't immediately know that they like it but like after a little while like you know it's the sales cycle it takes seven times or something like that before like someone is able to admit that maybe they had some wrong thinking in there and like I think that that's kind of like what we're called to do. Like as like individuals, we are in some ways like disciples of truth. We are to go out there and like explain as best we can, and then to continue searching and discovering truth. Yeah. I don't. I I don't 
to me, and and this is like what's weird for me is that I like I, I try not to talk too much about religion, but like the re people talk to me about like Christianity a lot. They ask me why I'm a Christian, and like there's a few answers. One of which uh, for me is very important is that in my opinion, Christianity has a lot of like redemption. Mm-hmm. Is it focuses on the notion of redemption of the individual, and uh, I, I think that's first of all highly liberal that you like believe that individuals have the capacity to be redeemed not like not not like the humanity uh just like individuals i mean in in some sense everything and and the beauty of it is that like if you look at the world through these eyes like where things can be and can receive and can get redeemed you know that's like the house flipping thing you can go into a house and redeem the house in some sense Mm -hmm. and it's the same way like you have to believe that people can change you have to and, like, you can't change people if you're not willing to engage in their ideas. And in this case, you have a goddamn conspiracist, Alex Jones, who actually may not be a conspiracist. He may be fully aware of what he's doing, right? Well, that's, he may, he right. may be just an entertainer, <laughs> which is, like, another thing entirely, right. which is funny because then what he's doing is art. It's his great social commentary. Mm-hmm. But he may be, he, he is probably fully, fully aware of what, or full, not as fully aware, and is full on a conspiracist. Let's, let's call that. He's a conspiracist. So a bunch of companies get together collusively and agree that on the same day they are going to ban him in what looks a lot like a fucking conspiracy. Yeah. What did you just do? You validated him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything he's worked for, you just confirmed. Yeah. The people that believe his conspiracies just increase their belief in that. Well, nobody doesn't believe that this was a conspiracy. Everyone's like, well, yeah, that's reasonable. They all banned him. And they're like, but then then you render an opinion. But like it, it, he needed to go. Okay. All, all you've done is given him the ring of power. Mm-hmm. If you didn't want Alex Jones to be affirmed in the conspiracy and the problem of like globalist corporation, blah, blah, gobbledygook, mm-hmm. then you like you should not have had corporations do exactly the thing that he's been predicting for years. Right. Exactly. To a T. Yeah. And maybe he maybe he made that happen. I don't know. Maybe it was one of those predictions that he worked very hard <laughs> to make happen. But which, like, is, which is which is we've seen that before. We know people that do that. They make predictions and then they like work very hard to make them to happen. Make them happen. Yeah. And like I, I find that I, maybe that's well, what we Alex know. We Jones know did. It's it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, he might he might be playing at that level. But um, they 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 walked right into the trap. Yeah. Which so. It's an easy trap to avoid, by the way. The reason that it worked is because he was correct in, in a lot of what he said there yeah. about like content and like who is going after what. He and so he's had major downloads. I mean, his 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 his, his like reach seems to have. Dude, grown. I, I am watching Alex Jones content out of protest for what what <laughs> happened. I yeah. don't want to listen to Alex Jones content. Right, but but you're. I mean, you, you said you're protesting, like you're you're standing up to say this is not right. Content is sacred. Yeah. Do not fuck with it. You do not. You do not fuck with content. You don't fuck with speech. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. This is the one right that we have in the United States that has kept everything chugging along. It is what has allowed us to advance. It is what has allowed us to get into bad wars and out of bad wars. Mm-hmm. It is what has allowed us to have the right to discuss things. It's what's given us modern, amazing art. You read something like Armies of the Night by Norman Mailer. 
And you read that thing. It's a, it's a story of Norman Mailer going to a protest. And it's a beautiful, beautiful narrative account. One of the earliest, like, fiction, or sorry, nonfiction books written sort of as a fiction narrative. An absolutely beautiful account of a protest that he goes to for the Vietnam War. And they go there knowing full well that they're going to be arrested. They're going to peaceably gather, but they're going to do things that, like, get them arrested. So they do. They go there. They get arrested. He ends up in, like, a jail cell with Noam Chomsky. And, like, it's just a, a phenomenal book. Mm-hmm. You don't get that sort of art without the ability to have freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Because that book grows out of the experience of exercising that right. There are there are places where books are dissident mm-hmm. and content is dissident. And like we should not have a place where si- where content that is dissident is siloed. We kind of do in the terms of like obscene content, mm-hmm. but like nobody seems like we've, we've, we've struck a decent sort of like uh, paradigm with that socially. Like you put that on Pornhub and like anyone can go there, but it's not on like YouTube for God knows what reason. I don't understand why that's like a distinction that's really like made. We should just have like YouTube porn, mm-hmm. um, but like whatever. Well, like, it's I'm also glad that there's some competition there. Right. There's a place for the porn. There's a place for like the ultra violent, ultra gory, ultra weird sure. content. Yeah, you, we have that. But um, and and like that that's all that's all that all good mm-hmm. and and like we live in a world where you're allowed to allowed to watch two girls one cup mm-hmm. you know like there's a place for that right it's just not on YouTube but like but the reaction but videos the, can go on YouTube right the reaction I mean, videos can what's funny is that so socio culturally we have figured out where content goes mm-hmm. like we don't no one has a problem with sort of the distinctions that we make and draw between content it's just it's pretty simple we know when content is good we know when it's bad we know when it's controversial but still allowed. Um, so like you, you just don't fuck with content and like, I, I well, you're, yeah, good. no, go, go. Well, you, you, like we've decided that like those, there are categories of like porn and whatever, where that, that does go. If you think of like, I'm trying to think of like, like cable, for example, for many years, um, like the, the difference of opinion on, on, on all types of sides, even if you were a weirdo with weird thoughts and weird ideas, you could uh, you could broadcast at two AM on public access, yes. and people could see your content. So the government did. Alex Jones started as there, far as we know. As long as it didn't fall into that like that weird porn category, um, even then you were probably okay. You just go on the fuzzy cable access. Well, channel. you'd have to find this right. <laughs> well, but no matter what, as long as you were, ideas weren't prohibited from that. Yeah, just discussing these things, ideas, talking about these, talking about this stuff. I've yet so to like, meet. I've yet to meet it. Like, look. Like, there are ideas that are dangerous, right? And generally they're dangerous because they sort of upset the social fabric. Um, but, like, bad ideas generally aren't that dangerous if you're allowed to bring light to why they're bad ideas. Mm-hmm. If you're not allowed. Dissident dissident content. If dissident content is, like, refactored and, and moved to another place, I don't know, maybe you have to pay for dissident content and you don't have to pay for non-dissident content. Mm-hmm. If you have a category where, like, dissident content is, you end up with, like, a... You end up with like a Solzhenitsyn Gulag Archipelago situation mm. where like, you you know, you have to smuggle books out and you like there's content that you're not allowed to write. And like, you know, in the case of in the case of the Gulag Archipelago, you that's the kind of art that you get from hardship and like lack of freedom of speech. So maybe maybe it's better if, <laughs> if it's an art argument. I don't know, because that's a beautiful book. Well, you, you get amazing content, but. <sighs> You get it at the cost of like a, a lot of bad things happening. Like you get it at the con- you get it at the expense of the individual. 
this is the thing. Like, I, I really do try hard to be apolitical, at least somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I tried. I've I've tried for years to kind of listen to like both sides. Um, I don't I don't generally listen to political stuff. Uh, sometimes I you know I, I get my guilty pleasure of like Ben Shapiro or something like that. Um, but like Ben Shapiro, clearly a right wing guy. Stephen Crowder, clearly right wing. Um, on the other side, Sam Harris, left wing. When the fuck did did Sam Harris become like an alt right super like Nova like lover? Right. When did when did that happen? Because a few years ago, that was where you could go to to hear like alternative perspectives from like Rush Limbaugh. Now he's alt right. Yeah. They, they, people claim. Well, he's been going well right. Well, he's. <laughs> I've seen this. He's like, been a le- He's been a person heavily on the left, being labeled as being I'm, somewhat on the right. I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Like there are people that I've listened to for years to get a different perspective, and now they're just being considered in the right wing bucket. Like mm-hmm. what happened? They didn't change at all. Nothing right. changed. Right. But they're in the right wing bucket. What? So like now I look at that. I'm like, I'm, I'm clearly in this camp over here on this, like the right wing side. But that wasn't like intentional. I never tried to be in that bucket. I tried to be like, you know, the kind of guy that voted for the loser in, in elections, um, <laughs> which didn't work out last time. Accidentally. <laughs> like I, I didn't try to vote for Trump. I tried to vote for like the loser. Incidentally, Trump happened to be like big, big big winner chicken dinner you know like right i would have voted for hillary had i known well, he was gonna win it's right not because i wanted her to be president because i want to vote for the loser the but ma- the, the the major candidate i could just do vermin supreme i guess yeah um well there's <laughs> why do you why do you vote for the loser just just out of like just so i can say i voted for the major candidate but then i don't have to be blamed for shit real simple Oh, and well, like a shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Not my fault. I that's I funny. voted for the other guy. That's a good. That's a good I one. voted for the other guy. I like. I did. I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. I exercised my right. I voted for the other guy. Mm-hmm. Also, here's the other thing. There's by the way, before we forget, there's a quote that says something to the effect of like, "Last generation's liberals or this generation's conservatives." Yeah, but I've never seen that happen so quickly. I, and I think it that, seems I think that, that like that is kind of like how this. It seems that way. Which is a weird because I mean, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I see like the Kennedys, right? Like, how do you, what's your perception of like JFK? In terms of like, what do you think of him? I, I mean, he was he was he was a president. He was a guy. Do you have a generally favorable opinion of the guy? I, I don't know if I have an unfavorable opinion because the more I learn about like these people and what they did and who they are, it, it, there's a lot of like complexities to that question, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I mean, but I'm I'm the type of guy that I have a trouble telling you. Yay or nay of, of presidents yeah. because like it, it, it's well, usually if more you hear, complicated. If you hear like, like if you hear stuff from the the past, like the LAPD when RFK was shot, there's actually a really great podcast going on called the RFK Tapes. Okay, and it's it's going through the RFK tapes and uh, Sirhan Sirhan and like that whole event. Phenomenal. If you want to believe in a conspiracy, that's a good one to believe in. Okay, just listen to that podcast and you will be a believer in the conspiracy. But like, um, I I think that generally people have a, even even conservatives today have a pretty good opinion of JFK. I think I've heard a lot of people say, like, if only we had a JFK, you know, if you were if you were to the left, like JFK was the left, you'd be fine. And like you hear you hear the quotes from then and people were like, oh, he's a Democrat. I hate him. You know, like it it was bad. They hated the guy. A lot of conservatives hated the guy. Republicans hated him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I I guess I guess that might be true. I, I don't know. But it seems like this generational gap is getting faster and faster and faster. It's almost like this. The notion of the market where you have like this exponential growth function and uh, and, and, you know, if you look 40 years down the road, the difference between someone who was like, you know, 1940 and 1947, like they're 
they're like on this part of the curve and mm-hmm. they're they're much closer together in terms of like you know how the world has changed than someone who is now and like you know seven years from now and if you think about it like when you were a kid there i don't know did you have a cell phone i mean not, not really until high school when i was a kid mm-hmm. and you know when my, okay so my when my parents were kids if you wanted to call somebody you'd have a party line so they'd pick up the phone and like anyone in their neighborhood like, could also pick it up and listen like a oh, is that what a party line is? Yeah, yeah, party lines. So like it was just a it was an open channel that if you had access to it, you could just listen in. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, okay. Is that how telephones work? Yeah, essentially. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, like here, I mean, here's the thing: like you had you had non like the automated switchboards didn't mm-hmm. happen until like the 80s, um, and and even like throughout the 90s, you still had like people sitting at switchboards like moving things around to make sure that the phone system worked. Right now, we have automated switchboards, and it works on like a legacy system, but like it's amazing. Like you have uh, you have uh, the invention of like uh, sort of information theory back like with Claude Shannon. And he sort of discovered that you could like send these like ones and zeros and stuff through the, the phone line. And you look at the way that the phone line uh, progressed with Bell Labs, you just had a lot more like eventually you just had more and more automation based on sort of the coming information age. And that was pretty cool. But like when I was a kid, every house had a phone. So it was still like that. It wasn't that different from when my parents were kids. Well, we had a house phone, too. Yeah. Um, which, you, yeah. Well, well, our generation remembers what it was like before all this current technology was around. Yeah, and then like, and then what computers happened, but like they were shitty computers, and like you didn't really have one at home when I was a kid, right? Like your dad would have one at work, and he would tell you about the like green screen and stuff like that. And yeah. in my house, my dad had this like giant like uh, I I think it was an IBM gray laptop. It was like three and a half feet long and like two feet thick, and you had a keyboard that you could like remove. It had a gray screen. I played Sub Chase on it, where it hit space bar and it would poop a little like uh, depth charge out the back of a ship and try to explode <laughs> submarines yeah. like and, and Pac-Man like those were like the games uh, that I really like playing on that so like it wasn't and, and think you think about like again when, when our parents were kids as our kids came up in the 60s and the 70s like they, they might have had pong so like it wasn't that different I could relate to the world my parents lived in right now I look at it I was in a pre-internet world. I remember our first modem. It was a like a fourteen-four dual buffered modem that we put on a laptop um, that my dad got in nineteen ninety-two, right? And uh, and you you dial up on the internet, and if there was any image on the page, I remember one time when there was a a, a little rock found in uh, in Antarctica, I think it was, that they thought came from Mars, and, and that it, they thought it had signs of life. The Smithsonian put a picture of it. It was right around the time that the Ken Star. Uh, the Ken Starr reports are coming. Well, they met like 96, 97. And I, I went to the website to look at it. This little thing fucking broke the whole internet. And it took 20 minutes to load. And at the time, you had to pay by like the megabyte. So like my dad gets a bill at the end of the month. I got this. It was like a picture. It was like literally like four inches by three inches. And it was a close up. So I literally couldn't tell what it was. I remember seeing this little green rock. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was going to see something much more cool. They didn't really have the internet figured out. So my dad gets a bill at the end of the month that was enormous. Mm. But this is a, like his world I could relate to. Right. Now I look at kids. They're growing up. They don't have they have a they have an iPad. They have uh, computers everywhere. Like when I was a kid, I played outside. I don't know many kids that play outside anymore. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's much less common. The Plus, I- they don't they, they don't really like they they don't they don't see the world as a place where the internet doesn't exist. Do you remember when TVs were like fucking heavy and like seven yeah. feet deep? And oh like, yeah, we had I had those. Yeah. Twenty four inch was like your 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 friend was a rich motherfucker if he had like a twenty four inch TV. Yeah, and uh, and you'd be like, holy shit! Like now now the common man 
can go to you know Brands Mart and get a sixty-five inch TV for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Or you can get smaller for like one hundred and twenty bucks. It happened like all of these. This type of progress happened very fast. When I was a kid, we had big screen TVs, and you could see every single pixel on it was like an inch, mm-hmm. and you could see the red, yellow, and blue no matter where you stood in that room, right? Every single pixel you'd look at, you'd be like, "This is the worst TV I've ever." But like it was big screen, mm-hmm. and people would brag about it, and they were heavy, and they were deep boxes because they were cathode ray tube uh, televisions, mm-hmm. and you know, the, like the the nowadays I look at kids, they they cannot relate to any of that every kid has a cell phone mm-hmm. like if you're five years old and you don't have a cell phone you're an anomaly at this point it, right they all have they all have access to if not that then i i see i see parents giving little kids the ipad to play games and while do they're on. eating and I, like when i was a kid i wasn't allowed to tell jokes at the table <laughs> oh man which is why like i i was like i would just sit there and fart because i yeah. thought it was hilarious i'm like i can't tell you jokes so but like i had to fart like, yeah you know so like um yeah. but like you know kids today now like again like i'm looking at parents giving their kids like ipads at the table like well it's easy you you'll understand when you have kids and i'm like when i was a kid like you'd sit at the table with your parents and you'd talk mm-hmm. it's very different i don't know if it's better or worse but i do see that there is this like enormous bifurcation between the previous generations and like what we're seeing now there's the 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 change is so much faster yeah it's happening very 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 fast and 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 the platform servicing these new technologies these new plot and these new mediums of message are like people in that are like currently in their 20s and 30s or it seems dominated by that group and that and that group in particular and we a lot of us are part of is that well, we might be the exceptions. Like a lot of them seem very like more towards the left and more into some of these like progressive. Well, that's always that's always politics. been the case. That's always been the case with young people. They've always but been I've also, left. But I've also hear reports that the the next generation, the people younger than them who like have only known the internet, like these little like these younger kids are like more conservative. I don't know how accurate that is. I, I don't know. We'll see. Like I don't know how they're going to be. But then again, they're they're growing up on completely engrossed in information and the internet well that's that's the other thing is that like like this this access to the internet is bred arrogance so like my dad has always said this he said you cannot counterfeit experience Mm -hmm. and i think he's right you can't like one of the things that 22 year olds and 23 year olds don't have is experience Mm -hmm. they don't know how to apply the things they know so like there's a lot of things you can know there's a lot of things you can think you know but there's like you you cannot simply say that you know them be it like you know how to apply all that knowledge or that that matters at all, um, given that like you are young, mm-hmm. you don't have the ability to synthesize it. So like, what do you what do you you looking at, you're looking at a problem, and we all agree there's this big problem out there, which is that like the internet is a just trash heap filled with bullshit and stupidity and assholes. White nationalists mm-hmm. have access to the internet just like you and me. And like it seems like the, the the propensity is to want to protect everybody from those opinions, and kids don't realize that you can't simply legislate protection. Mm. Right, you have like you can't. Well, you you can't just you you can't just. I mean, legislate. You can't just kick off. You can't just you can't just cut it out. Like you have to like engage it. Right. You have to engage it. Like you, you have the ideas are repulsive. Like, there's, there's you pro- have to engage it. Like, why is everybody in America not a racist? When I say to you that I have a, that my company has a bathroom that is only for white people, why does that make you so offended? And the reason is because like 
by engaging in by engaging in the discussion we have we have made a cultural change there's been a paradigm shift where entire generations of people have have grown up understanding all of all of the methodology that was put into understanding why it is that black people are humans just like you and me mm-hmm. and 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 you cannot do that if you don't have content if you don't let people scream and yell and like punch each other mm. it like it is not like debate debate is not a civil um a civil activity you have to let white nationalists gather and scream their terrible tudes at each other in order to engage with them yeah otherwise you end up with a society that has a cultural shift the other way like you know what a majority of society has gotten past this we all know that 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 like white nationalist ideology is bad we like a majority of us think that mm-hmm. does it mean it's bad i mean like maybe it's not you're gonna have to make your case yeah but like we all right now have a pretty good idea of why it's bad i think most people can walk you through the arguments and there's a few things that we take like we've added them as first principles like that everybody is a person the humanity of like every race is something that we have like completely changed our opinions on and completely like as a society and if there's a group of people out there that don't believe that that all humans are created equal with the same uh, the the same ability to uh, to see the same the same chance I guess to seek out a satisfied life, a satisfying life. If we don't, if there are people that don't believe that, then we must find them and we must engage with them and find out why it is that they don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they're right. I don't think they are. Mm. But you have to like. There's no difference between avoiding them and for Christians to avoid like people discussing evolution because they're afraid of being proven wrong. Mm. You're if you truly believe you're right. And I think that there's a solid, solid case for people that are not racist. I think that I think that is 100 percent correct. You have to let the racists have a voice because that because first of all, back to the the redemption thing, those people can be redeemed. Mm. They have to be able to be. Otherwise, everything is fucked. Yeah. Right. They 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 need they they need to be put in a position of this is a human who can change and 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 you, can grow. And you, you, and you rob wanna, you, you rob and... those people of the same humanity that they rob of people when they say that they're not people. Right. That's yeah. I mean. That's the thing. Like, that's the problem with the Alex Jones situation is that the the complaint is that he treats people like not people. And when you remove his ability to have a voice, you do exactly the same thing to him. Right. You treat him as as not as someone who isn't. You segregate him. You you remove his ability to have a voice. And you know what's funny is that you remove it along with all of the people that ascribe to it and believe what he believes. You remove your ability to engage with them. You lose the moral high ground. You no longer have the ability to tell them they're wrong because you're wrong when you remove that moral high ground and when you remove their ability to have a voice. You're wrong. Mm. So you remove the ability to tell them and explain to them why you think they're wrong. And what happens is that ideology festers socially it in, in in isolation festers like a fucking infection 
And those people have no opportunity at redemption. And you know what happens is eventually that infection goes to the heart of society. Mm. Content is fucking sacred. And when you remove content, when you take the chance to, or when you when you mess with the ability of creators of content uh, to make that content, you remove the ability for people to find redemption. And that's really all I can say about it. That's it. That's why content to me is so utterly important. You must have the, like, you lose. You, like, that's why... That's why freedom of speech is a Judeo-Christian principle that matters so much. That's one reason that freedom of speech is something that you can arrive to through the, the through the process of actually like you know of, of like sort of religious ordinance. That's one. That's the reason why it matters to me, at least. I agree. For the record, I'm an atheist. I, I don't really fine. believe in God. But what I would, I, when you say Judeo-Christian, I mean, I, I just, I just extrapolate that to like Western values or West, Western religion. Like, but I would say like Judeo-Christian, the, the reason, like yeah. en- Enlightenment thoughts, like what, what, like atheism was put forth. Like I'm it's using the, the word, same. I'm using the word redeemed, and just, I use yeah. that because like that's that's like rhetoric, like wrapped in like a Christian bacon blanket. Yeah. Like that's fine. But and, and like I try not to be like this show is not a serious show. Mm. Like we we fucking tell fart jokes and poop jokes, and and, and I take my entire, dick out all the time. You like, do all the time right on the show. And I think that that's funny. But like this isn't a serious show. But to me, like the ability to create fart joke and poop joke content is sacred. And there was a reason why, mm. because it's the content that allows me to engage with people and, and give them the chance to engage with us. And we all, as a result, get to discover why we're right and why we're wrong. And that is the process of redemption. And I don't think atheism has a lot of good language to describe that process. Mm. I don't think that it necessarily means you have to be a Christian. But I think when I say that, like, it allows for redemption of people, I think that everyone understands what I mean. Yeah. So that's my rant. <laughs> but it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's heavy, but it's, it's, it's interesting that, like, we're at this point of like like uh, it's tough what do you so here's the thing about alex jones that's kind of interesting too that i noticed he has a lot of um he has a lot of resources right yeah so like does he lead a lead a group into creating another platform Could be. is that even a possibility is it that is that we bifurcate into like <laughs> like like a whole like but the weird thing about that is that now like w- like is Alex Jones the guy to do that if he is like like I don't like you have you have people in this country who are are totally I I, I think would ideologically be um it, it, you know against what 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 these platforms just did and and would uh, is there is there now more of a, a um of incentive to them to group together to to kind of organize to kind of what's obvious to me is that there's sort of a blacklist that exists mm-hmm. and there's ideas on that blacklist you cannot say certain things mm-hmm. and there's hunger and there's thirst for those ideas some of them are correct mm-hmm. some of them are wrong some of them are white supremacist right mm-hmm. i put those in the they are wrong category some of those are questions about like race and iq those go in the like being studied by science category um, some of those go like some of them are things like the flat earthers. I put that in the absolutely wrong category. Right. Um, there is there is there is content that is. That people hunger and thirst for. And they will get it mm-hmm. no matter what. So like the problem with what I'm seeing is that the result of this will be that there is if there is content that is not allowed, there will be a way to distribute dissident content. It's not what people want. 
because you don't want to lose control of what content you're seeing because you lose when you lose control of the content, um, the, the, the above board content, you lose control of the ability to discuss with it. So like in in uh, North Korea, how do they pass around dissident content? They use USB sticks mm. in Russia, dissident content, whatever the dissident content is, people will will risk their lives to get mm. doesn't matter what the dissident content is. It can be content about if, if, if you tell someone, if you tell a society that they are not allowed to, that they it, they will go to jail if they if they seek out white supremacist content, there will be people who will be willing to go to jail to seek it out. Right. In Russia, there were Western songs that weren't allowed. Ar- Ar- Iranian Iran bans rock music. Yeah. And there's underground places where people go to experience and do do rock music. This is just one example. Iran banned or uh, Russia banned huge amounts of Western music, and you can look at them. What what people did is they started printing music on the vinyl of uh, of X rays. On the vinyl, uh, on the vinyl of of, of X rays. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, how do you? I don't think I know enough about X-rays, vinyl to I think, know how that works. I think X rays are vinyl, so like they would chart like little divots in the vinyl of X rays. They're called bone records. And you can now see them. Um, they're, they're little discs that someone cut an x-ray out very sort of like haphazardly. And and there's they're not great fidelity, but like you can play music on them because they have grooves. Huh. They're amazing. Real original bone records, they're, they're worth quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Bone music. You can that, look at these. Look that, at these. That's so interesting. Huh. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Because each one's unique because they're, they're records, but they were like etched into... Um, in Russia, so these were sold by people in the streets, uh, basically so they could listen to Western music and dance. Wow! And it's because this was content that was dissident. And who would have thought that like, you could you could embed the music into in, no one knew. those right? Someone someone tried it because they like needed they they needed some process to have like you know music, right? And that was the content that was dissident. So people risked their lives by etching music into into records printed out of X rays discarded x-rays so that they could listen to music that they weren't allowed to listen to and it's very clear to me that if you ban anything if you ban content people will risk their lives to find out why Mm -hmm. and if they if 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 the content that you ban speaks to their soul which it has to because that's why you banned it in the first place Mm -hmm. then they will continue to risk their lives content is more addictive and more dangerous than heroin. It is it is utterly, utterly infective. A good book, a piece of, of material that changes the way you think about something, something that engages with the language that you speak in a way that modifies the way that you interact with the world is so is such a treasure that people will will go to the ends of the earth to find it. Mm. Well, content is like it's kind of like organized information and we have a we have a drive to acquire more information because that's what that's what kind of moves us forward as as, as a species well and humanity has a desire to like sift through bad information as much as it does good information and the reason is is because the good information is something that like you you understand better in light of the bad information how do we know the earth isn't flat right we know it's not flat because someone like did a lot of science to ask whether it actually was flat because that was like a prevailing thought. Mm-hmm. 
you needed the bad thought in order to first prove in order to like engage with it and in order to like discover that that was absolutely crazy. Right. And now what's funny is that while that was a predominant thought at one point, anybody who continues to believe that the earth is flat is a nutter butter. Mm -hmm. But that was the science at one time. Right. That's I mean, yeah. We are incapable as people as people of like engaging in a world other than than as individuals who repeat the information that is provided by those whom have come before us. And the the way that that works is that you find content that is prevailing, you engage with it and you disagree with it. And and it is it is dissident content to disagree with prevailing thought. That is what is dissident. Mm -hmm. That is why it's dangerous, because it changes the way that we interact with the world. Mm. And also, like, that bone thing is interesting, because, it, like, when people crave dissident content, people kind of innovate and find ways to... They will, the they will find the and content I mean, like, however <laughs> they can. And I mean, like... Like, I mean, it, it, that's that's kind of, like... That's kind of, like, how we kind of get back to, like, Bitcoin, right? Like, like... It, it it's it it sense like it sense there's innovations that seek out censorship resistance or so, or some type of way to buy, to to bypass censorship. You you need to, or right. to bypass like right. or, and to get get the content. Well, Bitcoin I mean, it's a little is, bit Bitcoin is dissident. That, like that's the thing with Bitcoin is like everyone here came because of dissident content. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think the early forum or forumers were? Do you think that they were all in there? Like, uh, I mean, they, they were like early anarchists. Some of the ideas were bad. Some were good. Bitcoin, incidentally, is a good idea, I think. Yeah. Um, some of the other ideas are pretty bad. I think Austrian economics, I, I don't love it. But, like, it, it doesn't mean that you don't get to engage with it or say it. Right. You know, you. it doesn't mean that, like, just because I think that, that that viewpoint isn't a good viewpoint, good things can't come out of it, it est Bitcoin. You can have bad ideas and still, like, your worldview can produce content because there is, like... There is something true about your worldview, right? People don't come to their worldviews because, like, it makes no sense. People believe that the earth is flat because of a way that they view the world. And, like, maybe there's a chance that the truth that they understand, maybe, which, which largely might be wrong, could produce something good, such as Bitcoin. Mm. So you are a libertarian. You believe that the state is bad. Well, you know what? Some states are, in fact, really bad. You, in, in America, you have the freedom to believe that your government is evil. Right. So what can you do? You can create content that ex expounds on that belief. And incidentally, you may end up producing something that allows people in places where the government actually is evil to thrive. Mm. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 <laughs> we haven't really we don't have problems in the United States that a lot of these other countries do. And a lot of the criticisms of, against the state and that, like, the libertarians espouse and some of the anarchists is that, like, the United States is... It, it, it's 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 so much of a... There's so much freedom here that isn't elsewhere, and you can you can say these things. You right. Can, you can produce this content. You can talk you can about... You can be an anarchist. You can, have a, you can have an operation in your backyard where, like, you are, are hoarding guns and, you know, uh, running a militia. As long as... I mean, the FBI is going to watch you. They're going to make sure that you're not like, you know, gathering your arms and getting ready to start a like weird mini civil war. Mm -hmm. But like they're going to watch you and, and they're going to let you keep playing in the forest, LARPing with your guns. Right. And that and the reason that like 
it's a very integral part of like the United States consensus mechanism, whatever that it's is. True that you're allowed to do that, and the the rest of the world, like as far as we know, you you can't like you can't do that in China for sure. China China is China's corporate control of so, of their social media is extremely consolidated in the form of Baidu and the government. And this so like, and that's too. an extreme example. But like, where else are you gonna go? Russia. I mean, dealing with Russia is dealing with a gang that may like let you say things, but like they'll 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 quickly kill you if if you say the wrong thing of them, and like even the UK, uh, just to kind of take a more near example, they don't have a fundamental freedom of of speech. Built there into is their laws. That, that's a new thing for me. I didn't know that for a lot of like. I didn't know that either. Well, I actually looked up. I think I I did a quick search of like what the French law is, and they have freedom of expression, but it doesn't apply to. Like oh, white supremacist oh, national, yeah. Well, but but they it specifically says like you can't say Nazi things, like real Nazi things. But like that means that they don't really have freedom of speech. They they, they like their their interpretation of freedom of speech is very different than it's than so what ours different. Would be. I, I you know what's amazing? There's a great Wikipedia article on like the limitations of the freedom of speech, and it kind of just walks you through like what the court says. And if you read these limitations, they are so narrowly defined. Like you're allowed to lie. But you have to understand that there may may be criminal, like if you lie to the FBI, or civil infractions, like if you libel or slander somebody, right? Or uh, you know, there's like defamation pr- problems. Um, so there's like limitations. Uh, one is the uh, fighting words limitation, where if you like speak fighting words, or like one is like a clear and present danger limitation, where if you like are currently inciting violence, like it's a f- there's well, funny test cases against that too. Like one of one one where a kid utters to the policeman, "We will take the streets later," and the court's like, "Well, that's fine because he's he's it's not clear and present." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but 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 there's a process and like a Someday determination. Someday we shall of... nuke America. Yeah. Tomorrow, Someday, eventually, tomorrow, tomorrow. not tomorrow. That's For... clear and present. Someday, Someday in the future, we'll in the future, later. Yeah. You know, like that's okay. <laughs> that's funny, but like, but when we say that like inciting violence isn't protected, like, the, it, but then it's heavily defined what is inciting violence. Well, in, inciting violence and is one hundred percent protected if you're not inciting violence right, right now. now. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Well, but be, it's because what what the interpretation of inciting violence now is the fire in a movie theater thing, right? In some ways, yeah. In some ways, well, or it's, like, it's or a, like that, that presents a clear and present or, danger. Yes. Yeah. It's not necessarily like violence, but yeah, like that that, that is a, a clear and present danger where like people have like the, the possibility of being trampled and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like you but the thing is, you have the right to say it with consequence. Right. You know, no one's going to like stop you from saying it. They're going to trample each other and then you're going to probably be like convicted of murder. Right. They're know? not they're not they're not preventing you from saying those things to begin with. It's just you can say them, but then there's consequences of it. Yeah. Which is actually kind of like. The thing that that's a better framework for how you think about this stuff, because like when you're cutting people off from social media platforms, like you're 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 not even letting them say well, it. what I'm trying to figure out is why is this not a court issue? Like if YouTube wants to remove Alex Jones, why can't they just sue him? Right. Why can't they get like a court injunction? Because well, to I me, mean, this seems like really problematic when corporations are the ones deciding whether your whether your uh, speech mm-hmm. has like uh, a clear and present vi- like uh, violence consideration, mm-hmm. or whether your speech is because like one of the things that like that there's violence happening against the Sandy Hook people, like if that's the case, like they're currently suing him. We don't know what the outcome of that trial is going to be. Mm-hmm. Lawsuits are, are rough. Like they may not ever go to court. They may just settle. So and even if they settle, you still don't know. You don't know what the court would have decided. Right. He's not. He's not like. He's not going to be declared wrong if they settle, right? 
no one will be declared right either. Someone will just pay somebody. Right. The, and the, the, the outcome of that decision isn't integrated into like the legal framework for future things. It's just kind of like settled. Right. And there <laughs> is, <laughs> tell, by the way, there chain. is absolutely no way yeah. that like the lawsuit from the Sandy Hook people and the amount of vitriol that like Alex Jones experiences on Twitter is less harassment than the amount of harassment that those families have gotten. Mm. I guarantee like I would I'd be very curious about a countersuit where like um, he, he countersues them for all of like them saying that he said this thing. I don't know if he said that so if he, he actually or, said that about Sandy Hook. And he's like, look at all the media organizations. The New York Times said I said this. Everyone said I said it. If he didn't actually say it, which there's a high likelihood of him not having said, then like, does he get to countersue every one of these families to oblivion? Right. Because generally the sword cuts both ways in court. Mm. Right, because if because if you're accusing somebody of doing something and you were doing the same thing, like you're you're open to like that being right, it becomes very hypocritical. Well, the court it's thing a very is a big problem. The court thing like you're with a jury. Yeah, it seems like it seems likely like he's going to do something legally against these companies, right? I mean, like he's got a right. Well, I'd hope because then if it if we if we if we, if, if this type of issue in some form gets brought to like how do, how do we get past this? How do we how does this play out in a in a positive way? That protects freedom of speech, or make sure that freedom of speech isn't jeopardized in any certain way. And by the way, just because like freedom of speech is like one of our amendments still, like the problem that I see is that you have so many people that are like open to this type of thing happening, is that it starts like you you either have like freedom of speech as always existing, but it's the enforcement of it is is basically null, or you just have enough people that over time eventually decide that maybe we don't need freedom of speech. Right. right? I, I think that like, you're going to see the elimination of the right over mm. time here. I think that you're going to see like the bifurcation of like good content, bad content. And it's just it's right out of 1984, you know, one leg bad, two legs good or mm. two legs, four, four legs good two. I don't know. Yeah. But like, um, well, I mean, it's it's we always we always play those examples. But at what point like do we have like like the media and, 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 and you know, kind of backed by government in this case or maybe it's four legs good, two legs bad. And it's the same shit like. If you believe this, you're you're good. If you believe this, you're bad. There's this like strange like sort of bifurcation of ideologies, and like there's a lot of room in between. Like you don't, there's not two ideologies. Mm -hmm. People believe different things. Uh, some people have more nuance than others. Some people believe straight up that like black people aren't people. Some people say that they are, but like they're dumber. You know, like that they they they're probably all really stupid views. Yeah. But like you, you can't engage, you can't engage with every single person, as though like all of all of the things they believe are bad. You engage them with their argument. So like if someone says all black people are bad, well you engage that. Like well, you know there's a there's a great story about a a, a, a black guy who went and became a Klan's member. He joined he joined up. Well, I don't know if he became a Klan's member. Or well he, he like, started he started friended them. Yeah. And there's it's great. He's an excellent guy. And tons of the guys are like oh my god like maybe. Maybe he's a human. Yeah. And they started leaving their chapter. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. These are people that can be redeemed on the arguments. Yeah. You have to believe that. He redeemed them. Mm -hmm. He went in there with the purpose of showing them that they could be redeemed. And they, they were because they saw that they were wrong. Mm. If someone says that blacks are human, except in these like certain areas, they're dumber then you can engage with them on the merits of the argument. You, you, if you don't believe in redemption, then like we as America are done. 
Mm. That's atheist. That's Christian. That's whatever you want to be. Like, this is a country built on the redemption of people. Bankruptcy invented in America. Mm. Chapter 11 invented for the purpose of redeeming companies. That, like, all throughout American history, huge numbers of the innovations have been in effort to make sure that dead things can become alive again. And I would say people that have ideologies that are so insipid and so toxic and so disgusting that they cannot function with the rest of society, I think those people are dead mm. in many ways. Mm. And the entire purpose of dialectic and discourse and argument is to redeem the mind. So we have no listeners now. That's over. Like, I, I appreciate you all. Uh, I'm sure that you're done listening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's it. Just kidding. Um, yeah. I, 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 this, I, I hope that people understand how much this bothers me. Like, this this for me is like... Well, I can tell it. I mean, it, it, it's, it's something you... I mean, it's something that you... You care about it a lot. I mean, like it's people it, think it's, that I make content to make fart jokes, and like in some ways I do, but like honestly, like I can't think of anything more important than than one's right to make fart joke content for a reason, mm. for a reason, and it's for this reason. Literally, we are here as content providers. I think because we have a responsibility to like to to to, to we have a responsibility to be stewards of the audience in some ways. And uh, and whatever that means, like some days it means that like you can't tell fart jokes. And it, this seems like one of them for me, at least. Um, but like to me, like w this is the moment where content creators, people that do make any kind of content, whether it's food bloggers or whether it's, you know, people who write. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a time of coming together. Food bloggers, joke bloggers and neo-Nazis mm -hmm. need to join hands. And support Alex Jones and the rights of every content creator. And and like I hate to say that, uh, that even those people who I like think that their ideologies are so egregious that they're dead um, need to like jump on board that. But like everyone needs to make sure that content creation is it remains a sacred cow. It cannot it cannot be touched. Mm. And I get it. YouTube, Facebook, they're like private companies. I understand everyone's proclivity to let them like sort of remain mm -hmm. uh, in that status. But I really do worry about sort of their status as like these monopolists. Like it is a monopoly. It yeah. is a little anti-competitive well, and it scares me. Well, so so like then the question is like, so when, we, when you have industries like this that are very monopolistic, um, it usually relies on like a presidential actor to actually go after them. Because like Roosevelt went after like some of the early monopolies, right? Is that am I getting the history of? I, I don't. Group? I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know how you go about doing that. If if there's a court case that comes to the Supreme Court, this the weird optimism of this is that we currently have a, a Republican president, and I think there's a few court uh, court appointees open or about to be open. Right? Am I wrong about that? So like, d you know, in, in the case of like a Supreme Court making a decision on these types of things, um. Like hopefully, because of like those factors in play, you 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 have you have people in that that are going to be even more defensive of like freedom of speech, maybe. But I, I guess we have to like, I guess we see like where where it goes, you know? Yeah. Well, again, like the the, the trouble with this is that it's a corporation that's enforcing these, mm -hmm. right? And like corporations do have speech, 
right? So the question is whether, like, Alex Jones is violating the rights of YouTube to express the speech that they want. And I do think that there's a lot of problems with that, like, in a world where there's, like, a monopolist co uh, content provider. Um, you know, because, like, where else would he go? Right. Well, well, because then it's like, well, is the is the internet like a public utility? Well, the, I mean, the is internet, that is that is that, the, is that like, the next question? Like you asked, like that, how, the how, question is what is the government? What is the government's? What is the government's like reg regulatory uh, oversight? I, of, like, I think that the government has kind of got these companies in a catch twenty two. Because on the one hand, I think that they're saying that like you YouTube, you Facebook, you guys need to regulate yourselves. In addition to that, you also need to, uh, you know, treat yourselves sort of like a public utility. Or we'll regulate you like a public utility. So, like, I, I don't think that they have any... Because they're young, they're, they're essentially being managed and controlled by young people. I think they have no concept of the nuance of sort of that, like, line that's drawn in the sand. How do you be a public company that self-regulates and provides uh, a service to everybody? Mm. I don't know what the answer to that is. Right. But they're... Like, is there is there... The idea that they're going to learn how to work through that, or I don't, right. I don't know. I don't know. Je suis Alex Jones. <laughs> I mean, it seems like people are moving to other platforms. Um, but like the thing with you, the thing with video, and is is that it, it's technologically difficult to have alternative it's video have seen, providers. Have you seen the YouTube or the uh, the Twitter that every like everyone's moving to uh, Mastodon? To Mastodon. I I'd, I'd never heard of Mastodon. I've been using it this week. Yeah, I know. About, I know a lot, of, a lot of Bitcoin people. Uh, but, NVK yeah. uh, Rodolfo Novak uh, set up a Mastodon instance. Uh, BitcoinHackers.org mm. is it? I think that's the URL. BitcoinHackers. And it's essentially like a um, like you you host your own server and get to determine like the rules of engagement of the people like on like in in your Mastodon instance, right? Versus in like. How, how they interact with like other instances right. right so it's it's not like unlike twitter in terms of like you know it is absolutely censorable if if rodolfo wanted to censor it um which i don't have a huge problem with it just it allows you a little bit more ability to move around and not be part of certain communities um and i'm sure that people will abuse that power just like they do now but like it's less of a loss <laughs> like you get kicked off the bitcoin mastodon yeah so. Well, it's like now. Now it's um. It's getting a lot of use. I, I Rodolfo, like you really jumped on this. Well done. Huh. Congratulations. I, the, I think that's very smart. I hope you make lots of money on this. Mm. Also, um, this is kind of still in progress. Cody Wilson got his uh his Shopify account, uh, or whatever wherever he's. I, I think GhostGunner.net, where he's like selling some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, they they like banned they, him from. Yeah. And without without is like explanation, they, they just like deleted deleted him. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on here, and I, I don't know what's going on. Whether it's like, what's funny is if like if Alex Jones like in general starts getting cut off from like, like could could it be the case that like other people start cutting him off? I don't know. Like, th there's weird things I see. Like, um, there's there's, there's a big I, question of like how much information Facebook is giving like banking bank banks, for example. Like, there's like a lot of these social media companies have access to like, like like the, like they know who you are, like they know what you sure. think. So like other services that you might use that are completely non social media, like are they are they getting access to that? Like or is there a sharing of that data? Are they allowed to like are you are they are you gonna become unbanked because you have like controversial opinions? Like does it go that route? And, I mean if it does, it's actually like kind of a weird new amazing benefit to Bitcoin because like if you're talking about like need the need for a financial alternative, like Bitcoin is there for you. But if there's other things out there that exist that you start getting cut out from, like I don't know. Like, like, there's, there's like this. 
you just kind of see like the dystopianness of it going in like a direction. Well, here here's the thing. I've 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 heard reports that Alex Jones was a conspiracy enough of a conspiracist that over the years he's actually been acquiring a lot of media properties and such. So I've heard that he owns his own frequency. I've heard that he has a lot of like he actually has built some radio towers. I've heard that he uh, has like basically a number of ways that he can like so like what happens here? Does he start a hosting company for dissident content? Right. Does, he, does Gab.im get like the best hosting they've ever experienced at like a Alex Jones co-location facility? Right. Does he become like a a, dis, a YouTube for dissident content? Right. Like does he does, does maybe I don't I, know. I can tell you this. Like I think that dissident content with their, with what what is being labeled dissident content is going to be some of the most profitable content in the world. You're telling me that like gun manufacturers don't want to buy ads on content that is people shooting their guns? Come on. Right. That's true. You, you're telling you me that want, you're yeah. telling me that like airlines don't want to advertise to people that watch videos about guns. Those are the same people that fly. You know, you're telling me that like a bike manufacturer, or a car manufacturer doesn't want those are it's a, a shit ton of men who buy those things. Oh, like yeah. some of the most expensive things in the world are the things that like dissident content seekers are the ones that like would would buy. Mm hmm. He's going to make shit tons of money if he does that. That's going to be crazy. It would be if it's, it, if he does it. It's just weird, though, because then, like, it's 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 like... A, I just like the idea like of, like, Alex, a conspiracist Alex. becoming, like, a, a $400 million, like, operation. Yeah. Uh, you know, th that would just be so strange. Like, it's it'd be a very weird, uh, like, move in terms well, of, like... what if Alex in terms of goes like, and, like, installs a Mastodon instance and, like, is, like, this is where the, like... Anyone who has dissident tweets uh, can live. Right. Right. Like Gab like dies tomorrow then. Or maybe he, ins you know, maybe he like invests in Gab. I don't know. Wait, what's the difference between. Oh, wait, Gab. Gab is just like an alternative Twitter, right? Yeah. So they're just like. we. we... It's just like a different Mastodon instance, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, because like these, I know these platforms are trying to, they're doing little things. But Mastodon seems like, so, okay, I, I, I get it. And Gab is like a centralized, it's, it's basically just a Twitter clone. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, people like it because it's it it its whole thing is to speak freely. But what's interesting is like, if if Gab like if Gab's getting threatened by Azure, like what I mean what, like what do you do? You move well if if the American companies like Microsoft, Google, and what's interesting to see too is like if how bet, Amazon I, does things. But you move to Russia. You move to, like do you move to Russia? Do you do you use, <laughs> do, you, do you use Russian? I think I think that what's going to happen is that Russia's going to host all of America's because, dissident content because Russia's Google is called the Index. And I know that if you looked up Leandex, um, they have a, uh, they have like a mod, they have like a, they have software that's labeled, it's called cocaine. <laughs> that is, uh, sprinkle a little cocaine on your content. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, I think it's like, a, it, it, it's as far as like a Heroku, but like all the other like platforms and service tools to like deploy your app onto like their thing. So you can be like, oh, we, we, we use cocaine to like host our application. But like Yandex, like, I don't know, like, so, so like you, 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 like you, do you, do, you, do you do that play? Like, does the index step up to the game and be like, we'll host your content? Because then, but then you have the issue of like, well, now, now like, Dude, and, 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 it, it, the Russia, like, the, 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 the it plays the, more into conspiracy shit. Like, it again. is conspiratorial because, because then the question is like, if you're Russia, like, how do you, like, what, I wonder if some of the people that are like talking about why, like, in these companies are saying like, we, we're banning Alex Jones, we're banning this isn't content, aren't getting pushback because like, there's the, like this Russian narrative of like Russian Dude, hacking. Dude, you, you end up so, giving, like, you end up, ha you end up seeding 
all of your all of your credibility when you start banning this shit because like Alex Jones is going to go to Russia. You know, they're going to they're going to be like weird weird sort of handshakes that happen in the space because uh the only way to get content out there for someone like Alex Jones is going to end up being that. Mhm. Incidentally, like it's very clear to me that there's a hunger and thirst for Alex Jones's content, especially now that it's been banned. He had more downloads in the Play Store than like almost anybody. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, like if he starts a whole platform, that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll see, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Um. But it's uh, just kind of a weird, weird time. Um, another, did you see that? Uh, so did you see that whole thing about the uh, the Bitcoin Cash consensus failure? You told me about this. This is really funny. So this was apparently a um, a bug that was reported in one of the newer updates of like I guess Bitcoin ABC is their client a few months ago, but it was unknown who disclosed the bug, um, and uh, it turns out that it was uh, it was. Corey Fields, who's a uh, Bitcoin Core contributor, and he wrote a, a post about this, like on Medium, s- talking about like why, like his process of uncovering the bug, releasing it, or, or trying to notify like the Bitcoin Cash devs of right. the bug, um, and then kind of like you were saying like, that he like, had a lot happened. of like trouble basically doing this anonymously, which is really interesting to me. I think that's like it's it's, it's weird to me that you'd need that anonymity, yeah. but he brings up a lot of good points here. Well, because he was like, if I if I disclose this and attach my name to it, and then someone exploits it, I may be liable because like the only person that knew about this, as far as anybody can tell, is him. Because no one's looking at their code, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he was like, I'm gonna. He 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 talks about like why he looked at the Bitcoin ABC client because he was like, if there's interesting bugs to find here or anything to know about what they're doing here, it might actually be applicable to Bitcoin because the code base is similar enough. Um, so, uh, he looked at their, like, they don't, they, they didn't have a bug. They didn't really have like a, a, a proper disclosure policy for this type of thing. And when he looked like, he looked at like the devs on their, like who the devs were for the project. He tried to see like who had like a BGP key, like, or I'm sorry, a PGP key, like basically an anonymous way to contact somebody. And like, there wasn't really a, there wasn't a structure to this at all. Like there was no way to do it. So, um, so we figured out a way. He kind of like just anonymously created a GitHub account, like went on there and like was like, "Hey, can I message somebody about this?" Um, and they patched and they 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 fixed it, but it would have it would have broken consensus. I mean, it would it would have been an incompatible change. But like, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of interesting to see that like. So you, there is a version a of the client dev. out there that like actually like you could run and. I think they fixed this. Well, in other words, what would happen is um, they the weird thing is like the Bitcoin Cash people they're 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 refactoring a lot of the code um and it seems like they're refactoring it for like weird ways so so this there's no justification other than encapsulation so what does that mean um encapsulation is just like a general uh term for um i'm gonna have a hard time explaining that but it it, there what encapsulation is kind of like a proper form think of it as like proper form i guess in this case i might be wrong about that but essentially it's like a technique of like this is proper form for the code um so the, the code is written in a certain way that that is like it kind of is under like a certain property, right? Or a certain like way of, of being or, or or some people would say it's it, using proper encapsulation principles is writing better code. But the way they refactored it, what happened was that they didn't have the right check 
for allowing a an extra like a, a certain bite or manipulation of a bite when it came to how the signatures are done for for the transaction so essentially you could exp- like if you if, if an attacker wanted to manipulate or create a transaction in a certain way they would it would basically they would they would essentially insert like um almost think of it kind of like a, as a as a quasi hidden bite into uh the signature into the transaction the new version would accept that as a valid but transaction the old, the old ones would not but the old versions would not and you'd immediately like it would just take one transaction to do that if it got accepted into a block because it would it, it would immediately break off because you'd have the new version accepting wherever that block was and the, the, the old versions would not accept right it. interesting like, that's like, amazing. Like, like but it was just he said that he like his process of finding it was like very quick he says it took him like 10 minutes of just looking through their consensus code because they were like we're we're, we're refactoring the consensus code and it's like well why the fuck are you refactoring their consensus Encapsulation. Code? That's, that's the code that you like don't touch because you have weird issues like this where you're like oh i'm gonna write better code i'm gonna it's gonna be better or it's gonna be my code because it's gonna be different yeah. than those bitcoin core devs code but like it created like this hidden it created like he called it like the sig hash bug right um which Sigash, there's Sigash like flags, like Sigash all, Sigash none, like, um, but like that, they didn't, they didn't see that, right? And what they also did recently, apparently, is that their lead developer, like I think, who was like literally considered like, uh, the benevolent dictator of the project, they they kicked them off like the Bitcoin Cash. Really? Side. Yeah. There's, dude, I, I they're think having a weird. Has, nobody has ever really audited their code. No, I, th- I think that's probably why they don't have a policy on like submitting. Well, like, but, bugs. but 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 think about this: who the fuck is going to be able to te- audit like the consensus code for a Bitcoin fork? It's very that isn't that yeah. isn't the Bitcoin core yeah, that's true. Who have worked on the consensus code? Like like Peter Todd might be able to. Well, but like I, I don't I don't I don't know the breakdown of like who of like. It's a very specialized like group of people that know the consensus code. So yeah, I, it's yeah. Like you 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 would rely on those people to do it. Yeah, and like. You, they're probably not very like welcoming or like interested in having those people involved in their project. Of course not. Um, which oh, man. is such a bad idea. Well, Bitcoin. The thing with Bitcoin, Cash but it is also might. Bitcoin but, Cash is so like far like, along at this point. This in the Twitter thread, like Matt Crawler was like, uh, like someone. I think Jimmy Song tweeted out this article. Right. Matt Crawler was like, I don't think this like this isn't as big of a deal as people think because like Bitcoin Cash doesn't give a shit about like consensus breaking stuff. That's probably true. Because at the end of the day, they'll just figure out a way to like keep pushing forward almost certainly true yeah which is very true of all of these other blockchain bugs like there's been there have been numerous exploits in in recent years of like of of, of this type of thing right Right. um i think it's just like there's like this war of like what is bitcoin there's like this like like the bitcoin cash people are like the loudest and biggest faction yeah they really are that is trying to like be bitcoin and like (laughs) like this is hard like so I, i don't i don't know um but like, you know, there's um, like when you get like some of the like the signature manipulation, um, you know, there's there's more talk about like referencing like transaction mail, you know, other issues of like transaction malleability and other stuff. Like the thing about like um, that I was thinking about was like we were kind of talking about this week if, uh, like, I I, I think I said last week on the show that I think like if everything if there's another pamp like everything's gonna pamp together, right? Um, and. Like you have all of these like ICO and shitcoin tokens, and like all of these exchanges are open to supporting these alternative blockchains because they're platforms that like Bitcoin Cash is is another thing that you that exchanges want to trade. Right. Ethereum has all these ICOs. Um, have they fixed malleability on, on Bitcoin Cash or no? 
I have no idea. I doubt that they have. I bet, I bet it's still like a thing that could be done. Well, this is this is, I I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly how how that really plays out. But like, but I was thinking of like like how these blockchains come to die. Um, like I saw one of the ICOs decided last minute that they uh, they're moving from Ethereum to EOS. Right. So like, I don't know. Like, do you think that a lot of these like I was thinking like what what. If you're going, if there was going to be another PAMP, we we're going to have like a 2017, but like weirder, like again, like I'll, I feel like a lot of the ICOs would not, like there'd be less on Ethereum and more on other platforms, like like EOS or whatever the whatever the new platform thing is, right? So like, um, if you had something like that, and then you had some of the existing, uh, some of these existing shit blockchain projects that are using Ethereum decide to move over to platforms like Stellar or EOS. Um, you're going to have these exchanges that originally wanted to like host and support Ethereum because of the volume and because of like what they can profit of by like hosting these these tokens, right? Um, but these tokens are no longer on the Ethereum platform, and then you have like the problem of like the blockchain is very it gets more and more costly to to host, right? So like you know your prediction of Ethereum is that it kind of plays out like it dies very slowly and it just very becomes slowly. disused yeah and it might just because like imagine some of these exchanges are like we can't we can't deal with ethereum tokens anymore because there's not enough volume to just like we're not making money off of any of the the tokens and uh and and, and the cost of hosting ethereum is just too fucking high like, that would be, be really funny but like that <laughs> but 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 there may be a weird cycle of like what's the newest blockchain i just like the idea of like microsoft azure ending up with like all the ethereum shit and then, like, realizing that they, they can't control, like, Ponzi scheme contracts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That they're going to have to, like, you know, take responsibility for because they host it. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're the only, they're the final hosts of the Ethereum blockchain. So they'll have to, like, kick it off and, like, you know, Vitalik Buterin will be the last host or something like that. Yeah. Which should be very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I think that, like, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin are in this kind of, like, weird, like, standoff right now. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Luke Dash Jr. has been promoting... Uh, a POW change, and there's a lot of people in the community who actually want a POW change. I think it's stupid. I think it's it's, it's, it's where that that debate is happening. We've seen the effects of POW changes in, like, Monero. Right. And it's a really bad idea, I think, because, like, I think it seeds a lot of, like, the current power in in the space. Um, It allows, like, people that, you know, like, you know, if if, if Bitcoin uh, were to change its POW, then Bitcoin Cash would just instantly gain all of that hash power. And, uh, you know, you'd have Bitmain or something like that just spool up a bunch of new stuff. Right. It also seems like a it also seems like a proposition. It, it's, it's a proposal of a solution to a problem that either is not as bad as it's made out to be or it's a problem that can be solved in other ways. Right. So if you're afraid of, like, the centralization of mining, like, there are other things that are going to, like, eventually happen that are going to, like, maybe inhibit the centralization. Of mining. So here's my question. Is, Bit- is, is, is Luke Dash Jr. maybe promoting... Uh, a POW change so that the Bitcoin cashers think that he's being censored and then implement one themselves so that we can get all of the POW uh, that is that is currently like being devoted to their chain. Do you? Because <laughs> that, that's what I think might be happening. <laughs> do you think it's? <laughs> so do you think it's like a, it's it's a play to like that Luke's doing to like get Bitcoin cash? Yeah, to like... all of the work. Like, because I think I think what he's doing now is like he's he's proposing a, a change so that. Uh, they go well. Like if they're gonna they're gonna reject Luke Dash Junior's like POW change proposal. So like we should adopt it, and they'll become the like consensus chain that adopts the POW chain uh, change. And at which point the work will all shift to Bitcoin. 
That that's hilarious. I, I, I like that idea because they're so, be because that community is <laughs> they just want to be anti Bitcoin core yeah. in so many ways because like they, they make stupid changes for no reason other than ideological reasons. Like, all of a sudden, so they're not they, just they like would dash, but with like Bitcoin cash. Yeah. name. <laughs> that might be that might that, that's that's a that, funny that's, thing. That's what I would like to, to have happen. That'd here. be hilarious. That'd be really fucking if, funny if, if Luke does that. Mm-hmm. And then he got like and then he just laughs about it. <laughs> so so the Bitcoin Cash uh, like lead developer was banned from the Bitcoin Cash Slack channel. You kind of touched on that, but like, a, what happened? A Bitcoin. I think. Uh, oh, um, the okay. There's something He's going on that guy. I didn't bother looking up, but like, they're talking about pre con pre con pre confirmation. There's something with Bitcoin Cash about like is doing zero cons that are like we, like in other words like verifying okay like having confirmations before they actually are like entered into uh. a block. There's something weird about that, um, and it I think it relies on a new op code, so it's like op. Stupid precon precon pre confirmation. I'm getting the terminology wrong. Op pre-con. It doesn't matter. But the lead dev apparently got into a battle with it over with like guys like um uh fake uh Satoshi uh Australian Craig so, Craig so, uh Nakamoto Dundee. Yeah. That's what I was oh, that, yeah. like Nakamoto Dundee. Like Nakamoto <laughs> Dundee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, a, that's the best. That's the best name. For like him, Nakamoto Dundee was like this guy's like he tweeted something out about it. I think basically it said that they're. Slack, like he was too toxic or something like in other words so you imagine like how the core devs would be like that's stupid you're a moron yeah, yeah. this is how we need to do it like he was engaging in the way of like this is a bad idea this is what i think or this i think we should do this or i think whatever the case was and it led to like them like get, getting a ban from someone for like speaking in that way i wonder how I, I, yeah. or it may or it may have been like i don't i don't know like it was 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 craig wright had an inf- like the, I don't know if he got reinstated. I don't really know what the fallout was, but the point is that they're very like they, they complain a lot about like the our Bitcoin censorship, and like there seems to be these like like you 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 touched on this like they have they kind of have like this ethos of like by like of like like their their president like Bitcoin Cash's president is like, leaving, like the president is forking off Cash is my and, le- thing. and like and like dividing and like leaving be- due to certain people. Rick Falcon so, like, or like this guy. I'm talking about Craig. Well, I'm talking about Craig Wright in this case, ah, but like yeah. it doesn't matter. Craig Wright, you have a few players who like, I, like what happens when like Ver and Craig Wright disagree, or like the community like bifurcates on like an issue like this, and well, like they set the precedent. You can split now, so you, you're going to end up with right. like, the Lutherans. You're, well, you're, yeah, you're like Bitcoin Cash might end up splitting again, and there'll be some people on one side and some people on the other, and it'll be weird. Like, like that is seems likely. I mean, this. Uh, Whatever the facts of like this dev getting, to, maybe, maybe this isn't as big of a deal as like some people are making out to me, but like it sounds like this guy is is one of the few competent devs that they have. I got well, maybe competent. Really, I don't know. It, well, yeah, who knows? I have well, no like, idea. That'll be interesting if he actually is. So they're like they've they've have they kicked him out completely or just out of the Slack? I I think they just banned him from the Slack. I think that's that, funny. that's all I know. Interesting. Um, there was. Did you see the EOS hackathon? Oh yeah, dude! That, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. They like that was they, stupid. Yeah, they, they did a fucking hackathon. The, the winning team won a hundred thousand dollars. They had a three minute presentation, no code audit, nothing. I don't think they had a code audit. They had like uh, they had a, they had like a very short. They they just did these. Did you watch the presentation? I, I did not. I started watching part of it, and uh, I didn't really go into what it was. I think Droplister pointed out and said that like all they really did like it, it was a very basic application. God only knows if they actually built anything or not. But like what they did was not like hard to do. And like, they they received like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. that's so much fucking money for keep, a hackathon. I keep wanting to like go to these hackathons and put like spend my entire time doing like a PowerPoint presentation. 
Well, I think that I think you can I think you can win. I think you can win these hackathons by just presenting an idea. I, I think you're right. I think that's often the case. I, I what's, think, what, what's fucked up about this one is I that didn't like the money the code, but here it is. Yeah. Well, it's like this is just this is just a model. Here's the idea. Oh, that's a great idea. Here's money. It's it, it's it's because like the money comes with no obligations, right? So you don't have to actually like do the idea. Yeah, it's not like they have right. to, they have to continue like, that thank project. Thank you, thank you, everybody. It's just you. Congrats! You I would do it like forty-eight hour hackathon. I would just build like the most beautiful presentation ever made. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, or like, maybe the ugliest. I don't know. Maybe they well, would like. Why don't you just come up with the most ridiculous ideas that these people are going to love? And Open bazaar. Doing, the, doing these doing these hackathons. Yeah. I mean, like that that that's the play to make. Yeah. Um, it's just EOS is like I feel like it's 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 cr- it's the it's the current Ethereum. I feel like EOS has a of shot what? at like pamping. Maybe not as much as I think Stellar has a shot at pamping. But well, I, I do like. I think I think EOS, like like EOS is going to have more ICOs. Of course. And I think ICOs are going to move to EOS. I wouldn't be surprised. Exist like, like existing tokens. I like the idea because they have like a, they have like a blacklist on EOS, right? I, yeah, they have a weird government. I, I don't know. All I know is that you can do all the things you want. I just like the idea of EOS being worth like four billion dollars too. Yeah, well, but you also have people that are looking at like other platforms like Stellar, and then when EOS is less interesting, like if e- if EOS is the new thing and Ethereum is going like is losing its like mis- like its 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 innovation, its mystique, like it's just gonna, that's just going to keep happening. Did you did you know that Bitmain kind of Until owns it doesn't. Opera by the way? Apparently the they, they bought they bought like a huge stake in Opera. Yeah. Well, they're apparently. They're probably looking I, at IPO. I didn't know that. And they, they added a wallet native to Opera that's an Ethereum wallet, which yeah. is funny because nobody uses that that browser, um, especially since, like, the Chinese, like, started, you know, fucking with it. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Opera's, like, one of the browsers that's, like, it's people, not as bad as kid, IE, but, like, no one it. ever... People loved it when I was younger. It's like, who uses Opera? Yeah, they would use Opera, and they'd be like, look, I'm using, like, this, like, weird, no-name, uh, you know, thing that works really well. It was kind of like the Firefox before Firefox. And and then like a few years ago, it was bought by China, like a Chinese company or maybe the government. I don't remember which one it was. Um, they might be the same. And uh, and and all of a sudden, like you know, now apparently Bitmain owns a huge portion of it, which is weird. I don't know why they put a, a, an Ethereum wallet in it. That's it's very odd to me. Maybe it was just easy to integrate MetaMask. It, it could have been. I don't know if it's MetaMask know. integration or not. Um, I don't know. But like that, well, that kind of goes into like the censorship thing too, because like, like. Like you, because we actually, you mentioned this the other night. But like, uh, if 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 these companies are doing the censorship thing, like Google, Google has Chrome. Like, can't they can't they start censoring certain websites or like certain certain things? I don't see why not. Like, what's like, the difference between like if Google is getting to decide where people go on YouTube? Why can't they just say like you're not allowed to go here in the Chrome browser? Right. I I don't see why that's any different. Yeah, I mean, like, so so. Well, did you say that Facebook started to like, it like just, ban it, certain domains? So, like, if you're in, in Facebook Messenger, you're not allowed to uh, to go to certain, like, to send people certain domains anymore. Really? Yeah. So, like, you can't even like you can't like you can't post like Messenger. It's a messaging app, so you can't like post the link or like you can't you can't you can't like I can't send you a link to a website. So it errors banned. out. It's like it, this is an error. It, it like just won't let you do it. Huh. Well, that's weird. One of them, like I think it's a Cody Wilson thing, uh, codeisfreespeech.com or something like that, or code is speech. Okay. And like uh, someone showed it to me this week. They they sent they sent the domain to somebody in Facebook, and like Facebook kicks out this like giant error. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Uh huh. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know that either. But yeah, like, I mean, Google Google can kind of filter certain, like, sites from its, its search results. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to just, like, prevent you from going there mm-hmm. using Chrome. To me, that seems like a perfectly reasonable thing to do, given, they, they like, the current state of stuff. Yeah. But like you said before, it also, I mean, like, it kind of, if they, if they go in that direction, like, there's incentive for some of these other browsers to start, like, not doing those things or some of these other messaging platforms to not do Well, it'll either. be weird to me if, like, if the response is that, like, Brave wins. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, well, right yeah, exactly. Like, does, does Brave benefit in that, that, that situation? Probably. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Right? I just, like, I, I just think it's weird if, like, I want to, like, because I, I like, I like watching content. I like absorbing it. it I, if some of the things that I want to like do, I have to rely on like, 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 I don't know, non-US, uh, like just we- uh, weird alternative platforms for this shit. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot today. Like, like it's kind of a, a quick show, mostly about like Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, oh, dude, did you see the Elon Musk thing this week? That was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long he time. He tweeted out that he was thinking of like taking the company private, yeah, or considering yeah. it, and he would do it at this price point. And then like, what the the price of uh, Tesla shot up? Dude, it shot up and like it murdered shorts. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, a lot of lawsuits right now coming at him. Uh, Apparently, the SEC is already, like, investigating whether what he said violated anything. And uh, the shorters have, like, a giant lawsuit against him at this point. Because because a lot of them, like, close their positions. Because they thought, like, they're going to have to pay, like, you know, 450 bucks for a position they opened at, like, 200 bucks or something like that. Right. So, like, they're they're suing him because they want to know if there actually is the funding that's been lined up. Like, if he told the truth, then, like, it's fine. But if he didn't tell the truth... And he actually has funding lined up, or doesn't have funding lined up. I, I think he's. I think he might be fucked. Well, because isn't that a, like an SEC violation or it something? Has to be right. Because like you're 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 giving out that information about like what you're going to do with, like, the company and like if you have like those things. Well, I think it'd be fine if he best... actually has the the uh, funding lined up. Right, because like then then like everyone found out that information at the same time, mm-hmm. um, and as long as he didn't like sell any shares or anything like that, manipulate it, um, I think he'd be fine. But it just affects. It just affects. The other people involved oh yeah it affects like shorters yeah um I, like it would be really funny to me if like he were now dependent on like a call from carl icon to be like yeah i'll fund that and then and it like ends up having to like make a really shitty deal with icon just so that he doesn't like go to jail where icon will agree that he actually said that like six months ago even though he just you know called and offered it this week you know, something like that. I I would be curious if Musk actually has it lined up. I, I kind of hope he does. It'd be really interesting to see Tesla go private. Yeah. Well, isn't that isn't that like a? I mean, that's a weird. I don't I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the strategy is there when you're when you're a company like that. Well, but it's I, interesting that like he can kind of like he he may have a way to like work with like some of the like somebody else to prevent right the like the prosecution of like that right of doing something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's much else to this week. I think that's kind of everything uh, for the time. Um, d- like, <laughs> dude, I know that most of this most of this show was was spent talking about like content stuff, which is interesting because I didn't necessarily think that would be the direction we go. But I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, all right, uh, Sean, tell me where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Cam Four. Oh, okay. Of course, and in the Ethereum Plus Coin Dojo. Cool. I'm in the Coin Dojo as well. I'm John Seth. You can find me on Telegram. You can find me on Twitter as John Seth. I am John Seth anywhere there is a John Seth. And uh, I, I highly, you know what? If if you hated this show as much as I think you do, uh, go to iTunes. Please rate us one star. We want to be the lowest rated podcast 
uh, in the space. There, there have been a number of people who have been tweeting about the podcast this week. I'm very disappointed in all of you. That is not in line with the ethos of the podcast. You should not be telling people about this podcast. Make it difficult for them to find one star on iTunes. Please go do it. I beg you. It's the way that you can help the show grow the most. And by grow, I mean not grow. And, uh, okay, uh, other than that, I think... Do you have anything else? Like, is that is that everything? That's a short show today. It's only two hours long. I feel like I feel like we had significant things happening, and that was that was mostly it. That was like it's it's a weirdly like political show, but honestly, like I think that that stands in the way of like like the future of the show. I think is contingent very much on like how like this this stuff goes, mm-hmm. which is odd that that's not a thing I thought um, would be the case. All right, this is Jones the chunking up the deuce of the South. The mass has ended. Go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us.